Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Mind your business only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to the breakfast show. It's Audrey and Imad with you here for Mind Your Business. Now, in a world where environmental consciousness is on the rise, the popularity of sustainable architecture is rising. That's like our way of saying, hey, let's build stuff that helps, not hurts the earth. In Singapore, the Greenmark Gold Certification stands out as a symbol of environmental excellence. This certification, aligned with the government's Green Building Master Plan, is a recognition given to structures championing sustainability, lower operating costs, and reduced environmental impact. The significance of this accolade is underscored by notable recipients like Neo Group HQ and Keppel Logistics Center. Yeah, and today we turn our spotlight on the latest addition to this list, Star Living's newly unveiled headquarters in Sungai Kadut. Its seven-story building is a testament to their commitment to eco-friendly practices and cutting-edge design. To explore Star Living's design philosophy and solutions that earned the coveted Greenmark Gold status, we have Stefan Shen, Executive Architect for ID Architects, here with us in the studio. Mr. Shen, how do you do this morning? Hi, good morning. I'm Stefan <laughs> from uh, ID Architects. Yeah. All right, let's touch on this Greenmark Gold certification, Stefan. What is the significance of it in terms of its impact on awarded buildings? I think first let's talk about what is Greenmark. So Greenmark actually is uh, created by uh, BCA, Building and Construction Authority. It started in 2005. So it's basically a set of uh, criteria that assess buildings' uh, environmental performance. So uh, the better it is, you get a higher award. So it ranges from the most basic Greenmark certified to even the highest uh, Greenmark Platinum Super Low Energy. So in terms of uh, value that it brings to a building that has uh, achieved this award, so there's a few things. Number one, definitely uh, this building will have lower operating costs. So you are talking about power, water, and also uh, many other things. So this will reduce the uh, long-term running costs, which will definitely offset the initial uh, money that was put in to achieve this award. So secondly, it's a better um, uh, environment for the occupants in terms of... uh, uh, air quality, so you can see staff will actually have a better time in the building. So these two factors also increases the building's value. So green buildings actually are high in demand. And uh, having this award definitely will uh, improve the company's image and uh, will increase the value. And lastly, of course, we talk about the impact on the environment. So a building with this award will have a smaller impact on the uh, environment. Hmm. Yeah. All right, thanks for the breakdown there. Very thorough. And for our listeners who may not be familiar, Star Living is a local furniture company. Not sure if furniture companies would usually be the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to leading the charge in eco-friendly architecture. So, Stefan, you know, beyond the inspiration, uh, are you able to walk us through the specific thought process, the considerations that helped shape this design of Star Living's headquarters that ultimately led to it winning this uh, or being certified with this Greenmark Gold Award. Sure. So something interesting about Star Furniture is that it's my first project when I first joined the industry. So I worked with a group of uh, designers at the initial stage to come up with the uh, design intent of the building. So um, there's a few key things about this design, but uh, the focal point is definitely 
the uh, 10 meter high promenade at the ground floor. So that creates a very good cross ventilation. And uh, that space also is meant for public. It has uh, a lot of uh, greeneries, public sitting and uh, uh, sculptures that creates a very uh, good well-being kind of effect for occupants. Mm. Yep. So and um, so that place, so that's number one, the uh, 10 meter high promenade. And the second design element will be the uh, zigzag uh, folding uh, ceiling, ceiling panels. So uh, that design actually integrates throughout the building, not just at the promenade ceiling, but also you wrap around the canopy and you wrap up into the building facade. So the choice of this uh, ceiling facade is actually a timber lookalike panel, which creates both a warm ambience that adds to the um, sort of the greeneries at the ground floor. And it also ties to Star Living's uh, business model, which is uh, more related to timber-based furniture. So therefore, we choose a wood-based uh, ceiling. So if you go down to site, you can actually uh, experience this at the ground floor. It's totally open to public. Um, feel free to go there, not just during the uh, promotional season. Yeah, and the last last part of the design is that um, because Star Living, this new headquarter is actually situated at the epicenter of Sunai Kadok. So it's envisioned in the future, this place will be bustling with life, with a residential. So the first two floors of the building is actually meant for white spaces. White spaces meaning F&Bs and retail. By the moment, it's not yet activated because the space is still uh, developing. So uh, to prepare that in the future, we actually have... Um, put in the design thought. The first two floors, we have a very playful architectural elements. We have all these little spaces that looks like bubbles at the first and second floor, which will house the future retail. So the selection of this, uh, the glass for this retail actually had to be very precise uh, because it has to be uh, high performance. So it has to be low E and also double glaze. But at the same time, it cannot be too dark because uh, we need to have that retail look. So like Apple stores, their glass are very transparent. But actually, they are very high performance. So, but this all comes with a cost in terms of price tag. Yeah. Mm, okay. Uh, it seems a lot of effort has gone into this design, Stefan. But I want to touch on some of the challenges that you encountered. Now, during the project management coordination with consultants and as well during the submissions by the authorities for Star Living's HQ, what were these challenges and how were they addressed? I think uh, there's two main challenges that I face. I mean, the team faced during the construction of this project. The first one, I think everybody is very familiar and it's still haunting us now, is COVID. So uh, when COVID hits, uh, this project actually still in the mid of construction. You can still, it's only just building up to maybe level three. So suddenly everybody was faced with this uh, very unprecedented uh, situation. We all have to adapt. Uh, there's all this uh, stop work order, dormitory lockdown. And then you have all this uh, influence from other countries, uh, manpower disruption, uh, supply disruption from Malaysia. So, uh, yeah, the, the team had to scramble to adapt, which is very challenging because uh, the many activities in the built industry actually requires physical attendance. For example, uh, site inspection, site meetings, sample approval, sample review by the clients. And uh, even the construction activity itself, it can't be done by AI or drones. So everybody still had to go down, but at a much, much slower pace. 
And also, lastly, even the authority inspection, when they come down to give you your approval, they have to do it through physical inspection. Of course, some projects did try to do it in a hybrid way, whereby someone will carry a camera and go around the site, and then the the agency actually is viewing the building, inspecting the building at a uh, sort of a safe and faraway place. But it is still much better to come down physically. So, so these are the challenges that sort of slow down the project pace. And um, yeah, but slowly and surely, the project, we managed to pull through and we, we gave the Star Living uh, owner the TOP. It's a very nice date, 22nd February 2022. So it's 22 slash 2 22, which the client was quite happy about. All right, let's just yeah. stay on the topic of addressing challenges in project management and coordination. Can you share some specific examples of innovative solutions that you embraced to address these challenges? Uh, I would say most of the solutions and practices that we use are not too much of the ordinary because most of it are actually uh, industry uh, practices. But I think one thing that stood out was our use of this specific software. It's called FieldWire. So basically, it is a defect management software. So conventionally, when we walk the site, we spot problems, we spot issues, we actually uh, jot it down in Excel sheet manually, one by one, with images of the issue and description of location, which can be very vague because if you say, oh, this thing is captured at level 3, northeast corner, it, it can be anywhere. So this app, actually what it does is that when you see a problem on the video, you document it down, it can actually pinpoint the exact location on the floor plan on which floor. Mm. So when, when this f- report is sent to the consultants for the update, for their rectification, they can just review it, know exactly where it is, get it done and close it on the app itself. So it becomes a lot more uh, streamlined. It saves a lot of headache that comes with the traditional method. Yeah. Well, if you're just joining us on The Breakfast Show, we're chatting with Stefan Shen. He's the executive architect at ID Architects about the Greenmark Gold Certification. That's a status which Star Living earned this year as an eco-friendly and sustainable building. And he helped with the design of this building. So, uh, Stefan, we know that Singapore has broader goals for sustainable architecture. So in what ways does this design of Star Living's headquarters align with all of these goals and maybe you can tell us more about them. Sure. I think I can summarize it in three broad categories. So how we align with the nation's uh, strategic goal of sustainability would be number one, uh, health and well-being. So in terms of that, it's talking about psychological uh, experience, physiological and sociological. So in terms of uh, physical experience, we do have uh, design that encourage active mobility. We have bicycle lots park at the public space, mm. together with uh, end-of-trip facilities, meaning um, showering facilities, uh, locker rooms that allows um, you know people to encourage them to take the, the, the more active transport to work. We also design sort of a running track in Level 7, the uh, sort of open-to-sky office. So it's quite interesting because uh, it's actually not a very obvious running track, but it is designed to be around the Level 7, so staff can take a job, take a walk during their lunchtime, break time, mm. and they can actually see the view of Sunai Kadok from their Level 7 office, which is quite stunning. And uh, in terms of air quality, of course, uh, we try to uh, encourage more uh, passive cooling. So a lot of uh, cross-ventilation and uh, elements incorporated in the building. So that's physical. So psychologically-wise, we incorporate a lot of greeneries in the building. At the ground floor, public space, we have a lot of trees and planter boxes. And we also incorporated green spaces and green gardens at the level 6 warehouse and level 7 sky garden. So these spaces actually 
are not conventionally required to have green, but we introduce it to allow the, the workers actually be always in touch with the greeneries whenever they work. So that's uh, the psychological uh, sort of part. And last part about sociological part, we actually create space that's inclusive and, uh, and universal. What I mean is that the design is suitable for all ages, young and old, and also for the physically uh, challenged uh, individuals. So we have ramps, we have railings, everything, all these are incorporated in the design. So that's for the health and well-being. Yeah. And uh, we also have uh, energy efficiency. So uh, all the elements used in the building are actually uh, green products. So we also, um, for example, um, the aircon, we pick uh, sort of energy-saving aircons. And uh, interestingly, actually 75% of the building are actually non-aircon. So those spaces that are aircon, we actually use high-performance glass uh, that actually uh, reduces heat loss. So this lowers the building's uh, energy consumption overall. And water consumption-wise, all the uh, sanitary wares are actually uh, well-certified. Well-certified means you see those when you go and buy this kind of sanitary wares, you see those three ticks, two ticks. So that actually shows how much water is saved uh, over its lifetime. So we use all these wells appliances. And also uh, at the public spaces, all the taps are actually uh, auto sensors. Mm. So it saves uh, water when uh, so, in, so people won't accidentally leave it running all the time. For all the planters, actually, we also have an automated irrigation system. So it's not manual watering that can uh, uh, actually use a lot more water. So this watering are all triggered by rain sensors. So when there's a rain, there will be no uh, watering that day. So when it sense that it's dry, then it will activate the watering. So I think all these things uh, sort of uh, adds up to the energy efficiency of the building. All right. Well, thank you so much for that breakdown. Uh, really quickly, before we let you go, you mentioned, Stefan, that this was actually your first project. So, wow, way to set the bar high for you and your team. Um, so looking ahead, what are the future plans of your team regarding sustainable practices and maybe a peek into any upcoming projects, any innovations there? Well, uh, we foresee that buildings in Singapore will get more and more sustainable. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I think right now you can see that all the government land sale project requires a minimum of gold plus or even platinum in certain areas like the CBD. So I think these are all aligned with the sort of the, the global um, approach to uh, carbon neutrality. So I think that's something that we have to be expecting. You'll get more and more sophisticated in the future. So the Green Mark Code has been also revising uh, every few years. And the latest Green Mark Code 2021 has been a lot more sophisticated than its previous uh, 2015 and 2017 edition, which is actually what Star Furniture was uh, designed on. Mm. Because this 2021 code is only effective starting the early this year. So a lot of uh, consultant firms are still, uh, I'll say, uh, learning uh, this new Green Mark Code. So I think that's something that we as a consultant will have to continuously stay abreast and update ourselves to, to keep up with the, the challenges in the future. Yeah, well, lots to look forward to there. We were in conversation with Stefan Shen. He's the executive architect at ID Architects about the Greenmark Gold Certification, a status which Star Living's headquarters earned this year, which we're chatting about eco-friendly and sustainable buildings. Stefan, thanks for coming into the studio and for your time this morning. All right, thank you. Thanks, Stefan. More you. to come on The Breakfast Show. You're listening to Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A W E D I O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.